If you're dating someone and you're wondering, hmm, are they ever going to change? The answer might be no, but the interesting thing is if you're dating someone and you're wondering, oh, will I ever change? The answer is definitely yes. So it gets kind of confusing when we try to get in this concept of like, oh, you can't change the people that you date. I'm not saying that should be the goal, but you should definitely not ever be the same human that you are every single day. We're going to talk about this and more. Today is Dating Advice as Told by Frozen on the Jamie Grace Podcast, a show all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, conversations about the things we love and how they make us who we are. So thanks for listening. Stick around. So in case you don't know, hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and we're going to talk all about Frozen and dating advice in just a second, but I wanted to give you guys a few quick little updates. So today I'm recording this on July 16th, which is a Friday before the show comes out, and it is my 15-year YouTube anniversary, which is insane. I've been doing this for 15 years, and so if you are here by way of my YouTube channel, thank you so much. If you haven't yet checked it out, there's 15 years full of stuff to see, so hopefully you will check it out after you listen to today's show and I just want to say thank you so much in advance for that I was gone for a little bit it was the end of season six and so I took a necessary little summer break and I am back season seven new episodes new topics and of course you can always find the latest at Jamie Grace H on Instagram but a more personal update toward the middle of season six I shared with you guys a story about just like being a little overwhelmed with like making new friends and just, you know, I am kind of what the world might deem as awkward, but I'm also uh, neurodivergent, I have ADHD and some other stuff. And so social interactions, while I crave them, can be overwhelming and sometimes make me not crave them. Long story short, my friend that I made um, a couple of months ago, we have since gotten together with our daughters. Um, She and her husband brought their daughter to um, our daughter's birthday party and our husbands got along, which is like, that's that's crucial, y'all. And she and I are also hanging out this weekend so I'm so excited um that we're like friends and that we're like hanging out and stuff and I just share that as an encouragement to you guys you know I actually heard my sister uh, Morgan Harper Nichols we were preparing for um an event that we're a part of next weekend and uh we were talking about just like kind of the things that we want to share and she was just you know encouraging me and reminding me that you know even if you don't fit in in some places like you're gonna find somewhere where you do and you know this isn't the particular scenario here but maybe you find that where you fit in is with the other people that don't fit in um and that's okay you know no matter what these relationships might look like it might be different from what you envision in your head maybe it's not the perfect concept of like sisterhood of the traveling pants that we you know kind of dream in our brains like that movie scenario of like oh best friends forever you know maybe it's not that um but people are wonderful like well, I should have ended the sentence there. People are wonderful and there are wonderful humans and beautiful relationships and connections just waiting to be had. And so um, I'm pumped about, you know, living in a new state and getting out a little bit more and getting to meet some new people. And I just appreciate you guys for letting me share that little personal, emotional wellness and in-personal friendship update with you guys. But today here on the show, we are going to talk dating advice as told by Frozen. There are three main things that I want to talk about that are in the movie. Um, this is specifically talking about Frozen 1. I'm sure at some point we will talk about Frozen 2. But right now we're going to talk about Frozen 1. 
three of the things that I get from this film that are pretty good for all of us to remember, whether you're single, dating, married, this is this is some good stuff. So listen in, friend. I got you. Okay, quick disclaimer so that we don't mess up the vibe once we get started. So everybody, let's just remember really quick that Frozen is a fictional movie for my personal understanding. I've yet to meet an Olaf, but if there is one, I'm down. I think it'd be mad legit. Um, this is fictional, and so this is not necessarily to copy and to paste in your own life. This is for the overthinkers, the romantics, for those of us that take things to heart, want to learn a lesson out of our favorite movie, show, song, or whatnot. So keep that in mind. We're we're going to get started and I hope you are in the forgiving mood because I for somehow called Anna Elsa like six times and it's humiliating but it is what it is. It's already recorded. <laughs> so here we go. So coming in at number three, look, I hate to say anything remotely negative about the trolls, about the love experts, but we're going to go there really quick. I mentioned this in the intro. They sing the song Fixer Upper. They are singing it um, essentially for um, Kristoff and, and Sven and Anna and Olaf. And they're basically singing the song about like, okay, we see that Elsa is not the ideal candidate. Um, or no, sorry, they're saying to uh, to Elsa. Look, we see that Kristoff off this young man in our lives we see that he's not the ideal romantic partner for you um because yeah he's a bit of he's a bit of a fixer-upper and that's basically the song they're singing and they're trying to encourage them to be you know romantically involved date marry all those things um and so there's a line in the song where the, where they say uh i'm not saying you can change him because people don't really change um and that is the first point i want to make so uh, I disagree with that statement. Um, I disagree with it very firmly. And I disagree with it because I do believe that people change. And if you don't believe that people change, then that would mean that we all stay the same, right? And so just by the basics of like biology and science and the world, like <laughs> we all change, you know? Um, Isabella was watching this show today called Sid the Science Kid and he was learning about how when he gets bigger, his shoes don't fit anymore. And then of course she consequently was like, my shoes don't fit anymore. And then she took off her Elmo slippers and threw them around. And I was like, you know, we might have to find a different show for the weekend. Um, but you know, so if anything, we do change you know the size of our clothes and our shoes our interests our opinions like these things change and we as humans deep down we change and then for those of us that are christians that are followers of jesus like it is a huge part of our identity to change and to grow to evolve and to learn and so um i think in general all people believe that to an extent you know including the the love experts <laughs> But I, I do know, I do understand where this is coming from. I do understand the concept of, hey, people don't change, especially within the, the framework of dating and relationships. So I want to make it clear that I don't think you should ever date anyone with the intention of, of changing them. That is foolish. That's irresponsible. That's immature. Um, but I would dare say that it is also foolish. It is also irresponsible. And it is also immature to enter into a dating relationship, an engagement, a marriage, um, thinking that you will both remain the same forever. The core and the foundation of our change needs to be because we are striving to be better and to do better. You know, um, it cannot be for anyone else. And so I think that it's best understood if we look at this internally. It's like I can say 
for a fact that my daughter has changed me. Just having a child, a child really changed me. Um, and I hear a lot of parents saying, you know, similar sentiments of like, oh, I do anything for my child or like, you know, I really grew up when I had a kid and all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But we do have to look internally and say, you know, even though this change may have been a bit unexpected because of a life event, like having a kid or whatever it might be, um, the change might might be more so of like brought on by things that happened in our lives as opposed to like choices we made. If you're understanding where I'm going with that, um, we do have to still say, but I'm, I'm consciously making these changes and I, and you have to find somewhere in your heart to like keep those changes for yourself and make those changes for yourself. I guess what I'm getting at is like, even though I can have a kid and, um, you know, she can totally make me want to be a better person at the end of the day, I still got to want to be a better person for myself because there's going to come a day where hopefully, uh, Isabella is going to be off doing her own thing. You know, she's going to be off at, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur or off at college. She might want to get married, you know, be a missionary, you know, in another state or another continent. I have no idea what that kid's going to do with her, with her life. Like, but you know, uh, if, if my reason for change is her, then when she's off doing her own thing, my reason for change has dissipated and I will no longer grow. Um, but that doesn't mean that she does not have an effect on my change and that she doesn't have strong influence on my change. And so the same way when we're looking at dating relationships, and I can literally say the same thing about my husband, it's like there are things in our relationship, there are ways that I've grown and matured as a human, as a woman, um, because that I would attribute to my husband and his maturity and his wisdom that I'm grateful for, but I still have to internally and consciously say, okay, but how can I continue to push and further this growth without the dependency of, well, my husband is the one that inspires me and fuels me to be myself. It's like, well, that might've happened. Like he might be the one that inspired me to be myself. Yeah. But I can't become dependent on him um, to change me. And I can't hope that I will change him like I can't enter into a new season of life hoping like oh well I'm just gonna try to change his mind or something like that's messy like I was watching this Hallmark movie over the weekend or not over the weekend I was watching it this past Thursday it was on my insta story if any of you guys caught it and I was like the couple in the movie like they seem to not have had the conversation if they want to have kids or not and they were like already married and I'm like I've seen that happen before people they don't talk about that kind of stuff because or they'll talk about it and they don't agree. You know, it's one thing to like not agree with your spouse on like Alfredo sauce versus red sauce. But like what's well, always Alfredo, by the way, always. Um, and Aaron thinks red sauce. So, you know, we disagree on that. But <laughs> we agreed that we both wanted to have a kid. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> maybe I can change him. Like maybe you enter into a relationship, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to change them. I'm going to get them to like sushi by the end of this or not end of this relationship, but like by the end of the year. But maybe, you know, let's not enter into a relationship thinking, ooh, I'm going to make I'm going to make this person want to change their whole career and move across the country to live with me. So I'm just going to date them and I'm going to change their mind. Like, no, don't do that. It's very possible that you could change their mind, but it's foolish to make that the goal. 
All right, so scene two, it takes place just at, just after the song Love is an Open Door. And I, I want to give clarity that I said scene two, but this is just scene two, like on my list. This isn't actually the second scene of the film. Um, but Love is an Open Door is a song where earlier in the film, Anna and what's, whatchamacallit, they are... <laughs> They are singing a song where it's like, oh my goodness, I love you. This is so much fun. We finish we finish each other's sandwiches, which I think is horrible. Actually, yeah, you know what? That's gonna be my second one. Dating advice is told by Frozen. You don't you don't have to you don't have to finish each other's sandwiches. You can be a lady and still eat the sandwich. And if your if your tummy can't handle it, then that's okay. Let him finish the sandwich. But I, 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 ooh, I, if, if, if y'all see Aaron and I out somewhere and, 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 and I say, oh, babe, I can't finish my sandwich. What? No, something is wrong. Call the NAACP and let them know I'm, I'm not well because no. So that's my second one. (laughs) Wait, didn't I start at three? Didn't I do three, two? I'm always losing count, but okay, this is, the next one is, we'll just call it, I'll just call it 2B. Y'all ever feel weird, those of y'all that really like the movie? Do you ever feel weird that we really enjoy the movie or the song Love is an Open Door, even though it is, spoiler alert, it is sung by, like, (laughs) the sweetest, gentlest Anna and the hot mess Mr. Butthead? Like, y'all ever feel bad about that? It's like Hans is is depicted as evil and, well, at the end he is very evil, Um, but yet we vibe with the song, bruh. What a sad, sad situation. I almost feel like it's kind of like if one of your friends, like, goes through a breakup, but you like still have like like a selfie of like her and her old boyfriend like <laughs> like on as her caller id or something on your phone it's like but y'all were cute while it lasted <laughs> we messy um bruh so this is the thing i struggle with a quote that is said in many different ways all throughout the film and this is i believe quoting directly from elsa and yes i mean the actual elsa this time i can't believe i messed up on the last one but um yeah so a quote is you can't marry someone you just met and i think in a couple times it's like kind of given Anna like a hard time for like you can't marry someone you just met that day or you tried to marry someone you just met that day or you don't really know them and all this stuff and it's like well you don't know anything about him you don't know his name blah 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 or you don't know his last name you know and all these things um and I gotta be honest guys I and I promise I'm not you know just like taking this very personally because um I uh fell in love with my husband within like 30 seconds of seeing his face but uh or maybe I am taking him personally <laughs> but uh, but I, you can marry someone you just met and you can marry someone that you just met that day no does that mean that we should do it no because you can also put mustard on watermelon I see you tiktok and no you should not do it you can also uh fart in the car and leave the windows rolled up but no you shouldn't do it so just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should but what i will say for for one reason i want to point out culturally now this is not a part of my personal culture but i do have friends that are some of them are from other countries some of them are first or second generation americans um and they actually have been in arranged marriages and they did meet someone that you know um 
they did meet and marry someone at the exact same time, you know. Um, we see in the not remotely fictional story of Cinderella as played by Brandy, um, <laughs> where, you know, their marriage is, in a way, it's arranged because it's like, okay, well, you have to meet a girl here if you're going to marry her and yada, yada. And it's obviously a beautiful story. Um, and, of course, I'm just being facetious. But, but yeah, I think the... Of course, we're going in extremism here. Of course, we're just, you know, kind of nitpicking at a fictional movie. And so, you know, please, like, you can delete that nine-paragraph Instagram DM my way. Um, But basically what I'm getting at is, man, you really don't know your love story until you know your love story. I know one thing that people used to always ask me, like, when I was super single, they'd be like, well, what kind of man do you want to marry? And I was was always, like, making up stuff um, because people just – were giving me a hard time and because you know i don't i had a few things like on a list i was like okay like tall um hates hiking you know um so I, like there are a few things on a list of course but but ultimately i just remember like especially when people would ask me specific things about like um like skin color because that's a very common conversation people are like oh i'm only into these skins guys or these skins guys like um hair color and all this stuff like bro i did not care because i had this concept and not to be all whatever but I was right I had a concept that I wasn't going to know until I met him I I wasn't going to have a concept of exactly what I wanted until I found what I wanted or until I was found by what I wanted for those that want this specific you know like (laughs) way of phrasing and so um I I don't say that to be like okay everyone get out in them streets and grab a cutie I don't say it for that purpose but I do say it for the purpose of um a lot of people have very strong stigma and uh, perception and almost like borderline rules and restrictions based on a certain amount of length that you need to date someone before you can talk about marriage or pursue you know some people are like well yeah we need to you know date through college and no you you need to be at least 30 or you know 27 oh you're so young you you know you've got your whole life ahead of you to date you know while I was 57 when my husband knocked on my door you know like not saying that all of that stuff is well you don't know your love story until you know your love story right so I think we just got to be okay we got to be okay with that and we got to be like mad chill about the fact that we do put these rules and restrictions on people like oh you guys have only known each other like oh you guys only dated for a few weeks before you got married well yeah that's why he was terrible or oh you guys dated for four years before you got engaged oh that's why you broke up we can use either of those scenarios, and we do as a culture, especially as women, we do we use these things as the justification for why he was so terrible and why the relationship didn't work out. We do that all the time, bruh. But the reality is, is that you don't know your love story until you know your love, sto- your love story, and it is almost impossible to get it down to a science of exact time or year or month eh so yeah I'm Canadian now not a big deal but the reality is is that it's almost impossible to be able to gauge if a human is going to be great if they're going to be absolutely terrible just by knowing them for a long amount of time or for knowing them for a short amount of time um it's just impossible The, the 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 fact is the reality is is that beautiful people do broken things all of the time and one thing that I don't really like I don't know, one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit, well, maybe it's just because they wanted to make it super realistic, is that we did fall in love with Hans, like, so easily. There was nothing 
there were no red flags. There was nothing to look out for. It's just like one minute he's singing this song that we have all grown to be obsessed with that we still sing to this day. And then the next minute he's trying to murder everybody. So it's really overwhelming and it's really stressful. But at the end of the day, that's what makes Frozen so great is because it's so realistic. Um, well, you know, let me not scare you guys just because someone sings a song, like not me, just because I'm a singer and I sing songs that hopefully you like doesn't mean that I'm going to try to murder you guys. That was a terrible example, but we're going to move on now. So as we move on to the final one, the number one, uh, don't worry, it can only go up from here. So this last one's super positive. But if you are single or if you're dating someone, um, but very specifically if you're single and you're trying to figure out what in the world, if you're vibing with this kind of content, I do have a four part series called How to Date. Part one is called Get a Date, then part two, Taking It to the Next Level, Boundaries in Dating, that's part three, and How to Break Up is part four, which part four is like, you know, it's not that I'm saying like, oh, you guys might need this one, but guys, um, okay. So if you'd like to check out that four-part series, it is available exclusively to my Patreon community. Each of the parts is about an hour long, and then there's like a printout that you can make your iPhone background or something like that to help you kind of remember some of the stuff that I talked about. They're all just over an hour, so they're kind of meant to be like bonus episodes of this podcast, um, except for part uh, two. It's like 50-something minutes, but if you're single, especially if you are in a season of singlehood where you're just like, what is dating? Do I even want to do this? What is going on? Then How to Date is definitely the series for you. It's available exclusively on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jamie Grace. I'm fully independent in my podcast, my music, and my YouTube videos. And so if you join for either three or seven dollars a month, you'll get total access to the How to Date series, much more bonus content every single month. And of course, the really cool part that I'm crazy grateful for is that you guys help my content stay alive. So thank you so much to those patrons that are already supporting the podcast. And make sure you go to patreon.com slash Jamie Grace or the link in the show notes if you'd like to see how you can become a patron. So here we go, guys. Number one, super important. This movie ends, it has this huge moment where basically it's saying that the curse can only be broken with an act of true love. And the reason why I think that this is absolutely crucial dating advice as told by Frozen is because we learn that this true love, this act of true love is by sisters really, really committing to each other as sisters. And I think that that's so important. I think it's so imperative because it really um, lends itself towards something that I talk about a lot, which is the village. I do think there is an older, like maybe early 2000s movie about a village, but that's not what I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about the people that we choose to be in our life, the people that we choose to walk alongside as they fulfill their purpose in life and follow their dreams and travel and live life and get a cool job and go to school, whatever it might be. And they walk alongside us as we do those things as well. For me personally, my village um, has always been um, my, my family. I'm really fortunate and privileged in that way that my mom and dad are just people that I also choose to walk alongside 
by me in life stuff. And then my sister, her husband, and I've got a few really amazing friends that walk alongside me in all of life's craziness. And I'm blessed to be able to walk alongside them as well. And then as of the last three years, I've had a husband and he's super cool. I really like him a lot. Um, They're my village. They're my people. And as I mentioned in the top of this episode, I am starting to build that all over again in a brand new state. And it's challenging sometimes to find your village. It takes putting yourself out there and sometimes trying and failing, sometimes trying and then trying again, not even so much failing, but just being like, okay, well, that didn't work out. And I mean, yeah, I guess that is a def- the definition of failing, but <laughs> not allowing ourselves to be so beat up or, you know, let down by the concept of failing, but just being able to be like, oh, that didn't work out. I'm going to try again. What I'm getting at is that when we're talking about dating, we never want to just find the person that we love or we like and just hide away with them in the forest forever and just say, I found my dating partner. Everyone else is gone away. Of course, those relationships will change as you go from, let's go extreme for a second, as you go from being single, having girls nights every weekend to being married and you know having five kids. Of course, seasons of life will change. You may not see the same people as much as you did before. Things are going to change. I get that. I've, I've lived that. I am living that. I understand that fully. But I love that Frozen really talks about an act of true love. And then it shows sisters. And it shows sisters being intentional. It shows sisters loving each other. It shows sisters supporting each other. It shows a sister making a significant sacrifice because she truly loves her sister. Whether biological or not, family is a beautiful thing. So pursue your village and love them well. You don't have to put all your business out there, but you know when you're interested in dating someone, when you think that you might want to take it to the next level, your village is great to have around. You can send all the DMs to influencers in the world. You can write into a dating podcast, but your village, I'm telling you, they are irreplaceable. So my final piece of dating advice, as told by the movie Frozen, is know that the curse can only be broken. (laughs) With true love that I didn't wrap that up well at all. Find your humans. Fight for your humans. Love your village well. Because that's a good because that's a good choice. I keep I keep ending sentences and then saying more stuff. (laughs) Stop it, Jamie Grease. Okay, okay. So before I let you go, we are going to take a quiz and by we take a quiz and by we are and by we are going to take a quiz. I mean, that I'm going to take a quiz and you can totally play along at jamiegrace.com slash quiz. You can find all the links to all the random and crazy pop culture, food, etc. quizzes I like to take. Um, but you can also just listen along and see kind of how, you know, we, we might just have all the same answers. So maybe we'll be twinsies. Um, but I'm super excited about it. So this one's called Your Tastes and Desserts will reveal where you should actually live. And I just want to let you guys know that I actually don't like dessert. And so I'm really interested. Maybe it'll like pick a place that I'm like, don't really like to vacation to. And I'll be like, oh my goodness, BuzzFeed knows everything. Um, That's where the quiz is from, credit. So choose a dessert. I got to choose between pumpkin pie, macaroons, churros, or ice cream. If I have to eat one of those things, it's going to be ice cream. It's got to be very specific though, because basically the other flavors and like the other things have to... Um, outweigh the actual taste of ice cream because I don't really like ice cream, but I'm going to choose ice cream. So now I got to choose the dessert. I think all of these are going to be choose a dessert. So this time it's between cannoli, donuts, 
Rice Krispies and cupcakes. Oh, Rice Krispies for sure. They have these ones at Costco right now. Oh my goodness. Where they're like Oreo cookie Rice Krispies. And it has like Oreo cookie pieces in there. I, if I had an affiliate link for that, I would be up in a $14 million house. That was very exaggerated. But um, yeah. I like those Rice Krispie treats. Next, we've got tiramisu. No. Funnel cake. No. Um, y'all. <laughs> Whatever that is. I'm not even, I don't even know what that is. Or s'mores. All of these things are garbage. Um, I'm gonna pick, oh my goodness. I'm gonna pick funnel cake only because I think if you fry it properly, it could have been a corn dog. But it's nasty. Um, let's see. Choose a dessert. Key lime pie. Ugh. Cheesecake. Ugh. Cookies. Only if they're chewy. And brownies. I like Domino's brownies. Like Domino's pizza. I like their brownies. So I'm going to pick brownies. And oh, I'm already finished. That was a really quick quiz. It says you seem to enjoy the finer things in life. Bruh, I picked Domino's pizza brownies. Okay. Um, along with all the wild things. Maybe, just maybe, this is the perfect place for you. Oh, did I even tell you guys what it was? It was Texas. It told me that I need to live in Texas. Bella, I just took a BuzzFeed quiz and it told me that we need to live in Texas. I wouldn't have said that before. Do you, <laughs> you want to move to Texas, Isabella? Did you get your hair wet in the bath, baby? Oh, Bella. It's okay. I'm going to redo it again tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamie Grace podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes if you loved it, loved it. And thank you for joining me for the season seven kickoff. I'm so happy to be back, and I will see you next week. Okay, bye.